0: Lights, camera, action! Hey, we're back for another Sing Second Podcast. Welcome back with us and uh, thanks for listening. If it's on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or podcast.com And thanks for following us and chatting it up with us on Twitter, at SingSecond. And then our Facebook account and our Instagram, at SingSecondPod. And we've even been having some emails from time to time on SingSecondPodcast at gmail.com So thanks for all that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, let's go ahead
1: and get this thing going. What's good, Andy? Putting me on the spot all of a sudden. It's like it's, we've never done this before. But, you no, know, it's just good to get the gang back together. We, now that we're kind of in our post-football lulls, if you would, college football lulls, that is, not meeting as often, it kind of seems weird to get back together, even though we do see each other every day, but not in this capacity. But no, it's just good to get back out and do it again. Oh, the old basketball teams have been on a roll. That's been kind of yeah, fun to be yeah, watching and yeah, yeah. following. So keep that up there, Mr. Milton.
2: Oh yeah, uh, that's a big, big part of what uh, what, I, what I do. Is that's, I'm, I feel I'm like big that's
1: a big cog that, in that. Perfect segue then, Kyle. It's good
2: well uh, there's a lot of things that are good obviously Andy already mentioned the uh, the success that uh, the basketball team that I have a small part in is doing so that's thats Big pretty part. exciting not a small part it's, you're the one out there making the baskets. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty minimal uh, but no we're getting close like obviously this is a, a college football pod but honestly there's there's really no more there's not a more exciting year uh, for me personally, then like when high school, sub-district basketball starts happening, you just see, especially from where I'm from, a lot of small schools, that's really buying into uh, traveling a lot of time, hours to a game and just you get the whole town there and you try to fill up the, these bigger gyms than you're used to playing in and it's, it's just kind of exciting and, and we're lucky enough that we get to get to host hopefully the first and second round of our, our district. and. If those go well, like we hope they are, that, that puts us right in the old state tournament. So two games away from the state tournament.
1: So a question for you then, Kyle. Being from a smaller school, when you would have a district or a sub-district, depending on what years it was, whatever, what was the coolest bigger gym you played in? Or what was one of the cooler venues that wasn't your normal?
2: We actually just got to play in high school gyms when I was there. And when we made it to district championships, we, we only got to playing like gyms that we had already played in. Cause when you live out in uh, Western Nebraska, you got, there's not a lot in, there's not a lot out there. There's also not a lot in between the teams that we were playing against. But like I saw my high school now, they actually get to play at Shattern uh, at State. Oh, really? So they get to play in the, the new Chacon Center, which it would have been by far the, the nicest gym we ever played in. And uh, unfortunately we were, we were always really good. Uh, At basketball but always kind of choked at the end so I can't even say that I got to play in Lincoln East or Lincoln Southeast down at state because uh, we were always kind of the bridesmaid never the bride we we would always have really good regular season records but uh Never quite put everything together. So thanks for bringing that up.
1: Oh, yeah. So that was a left field tangent that was not good. Yeah.
2: Well, if you would have just not asked me the (laughs) nicest gyms I played in. But no. You could
1: could just hit a random town. It didn't have to go into the whole.
2: No, well, because obviously if I said the gym in hyannis nebraska somebody would be like well geez i would have thought if he was that good he would have played down the state somewhere well and since i think danny brought that up last week about
1: traveling and seeing some of the uh other towns and they play in like the old auditorium um elephant in the room danny is not sitting next to us yeah that's what i was gonna say
2: that was gonna be kind of my what's good (laughs) but it's actually what's bad uh we're a man short today we just it feels like we haven't done this for a while and so we Put this date in the calendar and like weeks ago yeah unfortunately Danny got a little sick his family's got a little sick so he decided he needed to sit one out and so it was, it was kind of a tough decision do we move on without him do we do we kind of bring in a ringer and, and risk having Danny replaced if the ringer was that much better <laughs> but no we're just rolling rolling with three today so We'll Disc see how that goes.
0: Danny told us to go on. Yeah, it's like a Danny heroic, yeah. in a heroic move. That's it's, I mean?
2: it's kind of, and it's going to go along with what we what we're going to talk about here. But it's kind of like Brian's song when uh, when he Gosh, says, "Spoiler, yeah, Just foreshadowing." Yeah, when he says, "Win one for me, win one, win one for the Gipper." Maybe yeah, I'm combining true. two different <laughs> movies, but this one's for you, Danny, because I know you're going to be the first one to listen to it and possibly the only one. So this one's for you. I was thinking maybe we should each get a cardboard cutout, life-size of us, so
0: then when one of us can't yep. be here, then we could at least have Cardboard Danny sitting here. So are those going to be housed at D Street Studios? Yeah. It's going
1: to look kind of weird from the I outside. I mean, it's going to look
0: like through the
2: windows of Home Alone. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. So and then have when, on a train when <laughs> Andy is, is home by himself and he doesn't feel like being being alone, he can just sit our cardboard cutouts on the couch and we could watch... Watch them XFL. Yeah, watch TV together. So
1: The Mac. No. Of the pro that's a good field. idea. Um, Brandon, what's good? Well, for
0: me, I guess so. Our school, as you guys know, we're having this weight competition,
2: yeah. Let's not talk about it. I don't know, so the I don't pound know what plunge. you call it, yeah. Pound so <laughs> that's what Danny calls it the pound plunge, since he's, he's not
0: in it, yeah. <laughs> it's. Probably one of the worst things. I've been in about a month-long bad mood from it. Yeah, yep. but
1: you've been But phenomenal. I'm down 16 pounds. Yeah, right that now. is so awesome. I'm pretty yeah. And if you that. add Kyle and I, who are on a different team, we are not even close to that. <laughs> well, Two of
2: us. Well, hold on a second, because I'm actually down quite a bit. Oh. <laughs> Andy's the one that's kind of letting me down. It's, it's a team sport, Kyle. I <laughs> it's know. It's not it.
1: anybody's fault.
2: But I, I can't touch touch Brandon, but I'm I'm getting pretty close. I'm double digits, at least. Right. Nice job. But all right, so I'm gonna just go and mm-hmm. do some sit-ups over in the corner and
0: just yep. run in place, just old segments, thing. get a couple in. That's pretty good.
2: But no, like I and I'm just gonna go on a little bit of a tangent there because I Danny already heard this story. But like last week, I've I felt like I was hungry all all day every day. So I come like, kinda like you. I'm I'm continually in a bad mood because I eat a lot, I love to eat, which is probably why I need to be part of the pound <laughs> plunge. But uh like last week, I felt like I was constantly hungry and I go and weigh in and like I was either the exact same or I might have even like gained a pound. I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> like this is like, I can't be hungry and then not lose weight. So then like this last week, I I didn't go like off the deep end, but I, I ate out because my parents were in town. I had my first pop since we had started this thing. And so when I walked in to, to do my little weigh in, I just kind of told the nurse, I was like, well... I've kind of lost my motivation on this, so I feel like I'm going to be going the the wrong direction. And then, lo and behold, I step on the scale, and I was down like five pounds after I thought I was going to be doing a terrible job for this week. So
1: it's, it's got to be like a metabolism thing. The
2: more you eat, the more you lose. Cause... There you go. Maybe that's because <laughs>
1: been... you can't be hungry and gain weight when it, or water weight. I mean, yeah, there's got to be some explanation that science.
2: Yeah, been. and like it was weird because usually people say you weigh less in the morning. So the last week, I weighed for the first time in the morning thinking, yep, this is I'm going to have a big number here. And no. So then I went back to my routine of weighing in the afternoon. So, Which uh, makes no
1: sense. It doesn't. It makes no, no sense.
2: Nope. Maybe that's how, just because I do know I have uh, some students that listen to this pod. That just goes to show you how much I'm putting into every day of teaching. How, how much <laughs> I'm fired up yeah, and ready to be degree. there because after a, a full day of teaching, I'm just... I'm just famished. I'm worn out. But before we get too far into this, Brandon, and I don't even know if you can see, but Andy is is matching pretty well today. First time all year. He's got a lot of orange on. But here's the thing. His hat is an Oklahoma State Cowboy. His his uh, jacket, if that's what you want to call, it, is a Miami oh, wow. Hurricane, and then his shorts to top it all off. You would think could match one of the first two. It no, it does. It's Oregon State. Oh, those are Oklahoma oh. State. Okay, so I, I I apologize. He is matching head. His, his it's his, his, like yeah. an Oreo. <laughs> yeah, there <laughs> you <Football> go. Oreo. <laughs> but no, I was thinking when I looked over here, I just saw the OSU. Uh, It would have made for a better story had he just said, "Yeah, it was Oregon State." I know, but
1: but I gotta defend my pride a little bit. Don't match off Similar initials logo though. They do. You know what I mean. They need to switch it up. That might be the Oregon State's (laughs)
2: lettering logo nowadays. Might be, yeah. And and I know I talked about my high school too much. Uh, After I graduated from high school, when I wanted some cool cowboy gear, I went to the Oklahoma State University website and I got a lot of cool cowboy stuff because. Ooh, nice. uh, just had a shirt that said cowboy football. Nobody needed to know that it was or, or Oklahoma State. So colors matched. Oh the, yeah, uh, that's awesome. So I your your stocking hat has a little cowboy on it and uh, so I have a couple of things with it on it and I really like it cuz it just it said Cowboys underneath of it. The only bad thing is is in his little handkerchief it does say OSU, but you have to be really paying attention to see that. So It still works. So that goes for all my Cody Kogor listeners out there. If you feel like getting some new cool stuff, Oklahoma State. Great tip. Yep. Pro tip right there.
0: Well, so uh, this last, I don't know, it wasn't really the last week, 10 days ago, we were in Oscar season. And, and uh, we'll just blame Oscar this, the grouch.
2: Yeah, we'll blame this on Danny for not being more timely cuz he's the one that wants to spread these these pods out a little bit. So we'll blame that on him for not I mean, being We've got like 2 weeks timely. of XFL yeah. we could have talked still, about.
0: Still it's still it's still relevant, I guess, you know, for for that kind of stuff. So Oscars are over and uh, we asked you all what the best college football movie was, you know, just to kind of kick off our show today. And so here's some Twitter shout-outs. You know, first of all, you know, it's a a little bit embarrassing because, you know, a lot of our followers are teachers, and they give directions, and they expect kids to follow directions. And all I asked was for a a freaking uh, college football movie, and I'm getting, you know, all these, the replacements. I didn't get that one, but, you know, I get all these ones that aren't college football. So, you know... Well, Just, I do think
1: Andy was the one that put the little giant. I
0: think he started. I, I did start I started. started.
1: I did start it, but it's amateur football. But I mean. you know
0: what? You all, all you listeners, you can do better. I can do better. You know, maybe I could have worded it a little better or made it you know, put, animated put. or something <laughs> like that. So anyway, um, here's some of the shout-outs we got. Well, first of all, there was a poll. So uh, Waterboy, 49%. The Program, 11%. Rudy, 40%. All right, now this next one kind of surprises me a little bit. Newt Rockney, All American, zero percent. <laughs> Some consider that to be like one of the greater all-time sports movies. And here's a little fact: um, Ronald Reagan is the Gipper. Plays the Gipper in that one. I mean, geez, a, a former president playing the Gipper. And it gets your. Know, I haven't seen the movie. Otherwise, I, would <laughs> I was going to anyway. say, I,
2: I didn't even know <laughs> but, uh, it was a movie. But. I
0: went to uh, Amazon Video or whatever, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll watch it. And I was like, oh, you got to pay for oh, I'm not going to pay to watch this thing. <laughs> if it was free, I would have watched it and I would have voted for it. So that was kind of disappointing. So, anyway, uh, so that was just the poll. And then underneath it was like, if yours isn't on there, go ahead and. And some of you are like, well, why wasn't this movie on? Well, because again, this is supposed to be college football. Anyway, s-
1: I will just say to fight for my <laughs> my pick of the Little Giants, it's simply because of the annexation of Puerto Rico, which made its way into a pretty hmm. big Husker play, didn't it? Isn't that what the Fumble rusky in, in basic terms?
2: Well, then you would have said that the Little Giants stole it from the Huskers since the Fumble rusky was in the 70s. Oh. I tried. Or 80s. I tried. Way before the. Now, here's the question, though, because here's your little college tie-in, but you didn't bring it up. But uh, on the water tower, it was, it was said, home of Danny O'Shea, right? And it wasn't like he was in the pros. I think he won the Heisman or something, didn't he? Didn't uh, the coach of the, the Little Cowboys? And then I at the very mean, end, I when the so. Giants won using the annexation of Puerto Rico, they had to change it to the O'Shea brothers. I'll be darned.
1: I, last time I watched that movie, I might have been like 12, so I have no idea. Then how could you
2: say it's your favorite movie? Because <laughs> I always thought the annexation of Puerto Rico was the sweetest Ooh. movie I've ever seen. Little Giants came out in 1994. Just real quick, and then we'll, we'll get into it. Anybody have guesses on uh, what the Rotten Tomato score was for Little Giants? Probably not good. I'm going to say 45. Right, lower. 36% on Rotten Tomatoes, okay. and I actually had it wrong. Danny O'Shea was actually the nerdy brother played by Rick Moranis And then his brother Kevin O'Shea was a former college football star. So there you go There's your college football tie That's all I was going Rick for. Rick
0: Moranis has been lying under the radar for a while <laughs> And he's out of retirement for another sequel to Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Are you serious? Yeah, I saw that on the web That's not that's I like those movies. Yeah, those are pretty solid pretty solid. So uh, some of the other comments we had posted on here, uh, we had uh, Cromie said Rudy, this is Mister
2: senior, senior, yeah
0: Senior <laughs> Cromie said Rudy Senior Cromie, so good Senior <laughs> Cromie, and then uh, we had Dawes Wizard of Dawes and Coach Bernie Madison uh, with Remember the Titans, and then uh, we have Andy with the Little Giants and Maggie said We are Marshall, it's a good That's one. Good one. Uh, Tyson Comey said "Invincible," which I do appreciate. The Eagles Club, but again, yeah, like he's just trying to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's just trying and to get. Her. He knew. He, was, he, knew, he, he it.
2: knew there was going to be an open seat. I guess what, Comey? You're <laughs> not in it yet. I tried. I, I, I brought your name choices.
0: up. Uh, MPHS activities, <laughs> <laughs> Friday Night Lights. When you read through that on my notes, MPHS activities, Friday Night Lights. You know, <laughs> it all fits so well. And then uh, Kyle had put on there Forrest Gump. I yep. think you did, right? You yep, I right. did. I saw that on Is there,
1: there just the one clip? of? Yeah. He, that?
2: Well, so he made the team because he just ran through their practice. And then <laughs>
1: simpler times
2: in Alabama football. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. And then the very next scene, he, he, uh, he doesn't even catch the kickoff. He, uh, his teammate catches it, runs about 40 yards straight north, or I, I should say in football terms, straight east or west to hand it to him, and again he just grabs it and takes off running. Very few moves, I think at one point he did take a 90 degree angle, ran down the, the yard line for a second, then he turned it another 90 degree angle, just in time for two defenders to crash into each other, and just kept on running, ran through the band. Uh, ran out of the stadium, so then his next game, the band members were there to tell him to stop. And then, we all know the when Alabama won it, and going to the the White House was more of a an honor than it seems to be today, where he talked to the president and drank. How how many Dr. Peppers did I he said himself? About.
0: Was it 57 or 47? Uh, 47 football? sounds 47, right. And then
2: in his one moment of glory, he's like, president's like, hey, how? what do you have to say about that game? He's, I got to pee. <laughs> and jeez, good now, fo- college football. Now, movie. to the
0: whole student section is... The whole yeah. not even student section, the whole stadium run forest. Yeah. That's respect That's to money
1: can't buy. Yeah. You know. And to be fair to show you how grave an athlete he is, he was able to turn ninety degree angles while running full speed. Yeah. That's just yeah, you
0: can't good. teach that. And a heck yeah. of a ping pong player.
2: Yeah. All all around athlete and not not the only time we got to meet the president, too. So Yeah. Yeah.
0: Multi sport athlete. Yeah. For all you people out there saying you're gonna concentrate Yeah, in one, no
2: specializing for forest, you no, know, he's that man champion. might be the dumbest man alive, but boy, he sure can run. <laughs> He's a legend, man. Bear that
1: Bryant. Bear have, Bryant. I want to know how many, how many minutes into each episode we go without a, a random movie quote. It's that's not random. Well, this <laughs> one's totally. Topical. This is, I know, I'm but topical. like, we make it pretty far. And then there's no. others where it's like, that's the first words out. No. That one's it's topical. Be- it's a beautiful Heck thing. Yeah. Beautiful thing.
0: My favorite, I'd, I'd probably go Rudy. Just, I don't
1: know. I've never seen Rudy.
0: It's pretty good, but I know like Mr. Cromey, Senior Cromey said, uh, you can't, is like a little bit exaggerated in some of the stuff, but I, I don't know the whole actual story. I just like to believe it really happened. And who's yeah. the wild man
2: now? Yeah. John Favreau, man. And Vince Vaughn in it, too. Yeah, yeah. He was the jerk, high, the hot dog recruit that just mm-hmm. didn't quite pay off in the end, and uh, when the, when you get to that final game, I think the announcer said, because I can't remember the players' names, but he was like, well, when he gets in on the 4 string carries, you got to think that his career is a bit of a disappointment. So Vince Vaughn started off as a bit of a disappointment yeah. in his career.
0: <laughs> Highs and lows.
2: <laughs> yep. I would say Rudy's probably my favorite, too, if we're kind of narrowing it down just to uh, – To college football, I was was telling these guys I was trying to find some some obscure like football movie. Not even a football movie, but something like Bring It On, where you get to see like a five minute stretch of football, but it wasn't. I couldn't do it. Uh, Rudy, I I really like if if the movie started an hour into it, if I catch it, because it's a longer movie but I don't need to see him go to the junior college where he's just trying to get his grades up and it's kind of sad when his buddy dies who just gets the, spoiler alert, as he just gives him the, the Notre Dame letterman's jacket, but as soon as he gets onto the campus of Notre Dame, if you could start the movie right there and finish it to the end, it is one of the better movies this Not year. cool
0: Rudy's brother.
2: No. Hooking Jerk. up with
0: his girl. Yeah. You know, I mean, they were broke up, but I mean, there was still love, I feel Yeah.
2: Like. Made it awkward.
0: Yeah. that The whole rest of their family get-togethers are
2: yeah. awkward. And his dad was so hard on him. Like, he was practicing, bleeding, and yeah. his dad just wouldn't believe that he was part of the Notre Dame football program unless he got to see him run on that tunnel. For me,
0: like the reason why I think I can say that movie is maybe my favorite, because I, I have a strong disliking for Notre Dame. You know? Yeah. But... As I'm watching that movie, I'm cheering for Notre Dame. You oh. know what I mean? And it's like, wow, I'm cheering for a team I wouldn't normally. This movie kind of that moves you, you know, if if a little bit. makes it, yeah. the
1: bad guys the good
0: guys. So it's here's mm-hmm.
2: here's my question to you, Brandon. Because there's a couple that I kind of bounce back and forth on. Like, what is your favorite? Like, not even favorite part, but the most chill worthy part. Is it just the final scene when the when the crowd starts yelling "Rudy" and who's the wild man now? Or what, what's your favorite part of it?
0: Um, I think my favorite part is when he starts working with the custodian and oh, then he's yeah. in there and he's like come on we got all this work to do and then he jumps on the, and he gives the oh, yeah, speaks, you know and it's Once like we get
2: him on we're gonna keep him running yeah. we're gonna go 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 and we're not gonna stop until we cross that goal that's a great part yeah what's My, yours like i said i bounce back and forth like when when he has to stay in the janitor's closet and he sneaks in every time and the janitor sneaks him the key and then plays it off like he didn't do it like that's good uh, when he's going against the, the number ones and he's just gotten crushed over and over and over again, and then the star left tackle like is starting to feel sorry for him. And so the next time they run it, he bypasses Rudy and, and hits somebody else, and Rudy gets all up in his face. And <laughs> then the next time, he just plows him over. And then that kind of leads into them talking outside the locker room and saying, hey, man, you got to cool it out there. And Rudy's like, if I don't do my job... We're not gonna beat whoever, and it just—that's a pretty cool part. But God, the ultimate team player. Yeah, my play my sure favorite part though is at the very end when, when he finds out that he looks at the, the travel roster that he's not on it for his last home game, and he thinks about skipping practice, and the janitor talks him into it, talks about how I s- never saw never saw a game from the st- yeah, yeah. from the stands. Plot like, twist. Kind yeah, of he's like you're a player. And then got into the the racial biases of that, but then when every single member of the team goes into the coach's office and throws their their jersey on the desk, I told I said a lot of things to get to the point where the, I'm going to say that that's my favorite part. Where that's good. he's like, "You're a two time All American yeah. and my and a team captain. I expect that you, I want you to act like one." And the player's like, "I think I am, Coach. Yeah, that's and a great. The, and then that's power. the." the next two or three guys come in and then it's everybody's like for Rudy, for Rudy, for Rudiger. That's my favorite part. Yeah, it's a good movie.
1: Good movie.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. Well, not to add my two cents in here because after I realized like I haven't watched a lot of like football movies in general, but to try and narrow down college, there's no way. I have seen the program one time and it was on my first college football road trip when we were going to Illinois or Iowa, Northwest Iowa or Northeast Iowa, wherever we were going. And I was so enthralled by this movie just because it was so larger than life.
2: And I don't even remember the school. You're saying that your college football experience was not like that of the program?
1: No, it was not. Um, They had sweet Florida State unis, but they were Eastern State or whatever. Yeah, the team reminded me a lot of...
0: Yeah, well, I mean, like, they played well, in
1: like the same yeah. stadium and yeah. everything, but they couldn't say Florida State. Now, since then, I've not watched that movie since that first Travel Friday. And like, I can't. Lattimore, like, I he was like, the coolest man I've ever met. That was the Tough one Omar well. Epps
2: was in, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, there's a movie, and I can only remember watching it. And I can't remember anything about it but was it called the Wildcats when they had the female coach and I can't even think of what her name was, but there's a, and it was a college football movie, kind of like the program, but maybe a little bit more of a comedy. Uh, but yeah, female coach
0: ahead of its time, ahead of its time. She's before it was the mainstream thing to do before the 49ers. Yeah. She's so, uh, that's kind of our favorite movies, college football movies. And then, uh, We were up in the workroom one day, Kyle and I were, and then we were talking about how, oh yeah, the Oscars were here. And then we got to talking and then Kyle brought up the idea. What if we had like awards from the Oscars and then we fill in those awards with uh, aspects of college football, which I thought was a great idea. Um, So on here, if um, you had a few awards that you would like to give out to college football, and uh, like, what would they be? And so, uh, I just kind of made a list on here, and then we can kind of go around for each one and see what what the thing is that we would put for each one. But um, you know, I put it as a joking matter in my notes. Obviously, many punchers could be best actors, you know, for the flops kind of thing. Hey, but anyway, do matter. <laughs> Pat McAfee out that's there. That's right. That's right. Yeah, for the hashtag for the brand. <laughs> and so uh, the first one I had on here was best picture. And what do you got? you guys think best picture for college football this year?
1: I took that as kind of the best game, and I can remember that, and I referenced it a couple podcasts ago, but that Alabama-LSU game where there's back and forth, uh, both teams scoring and it being a 10-point game for LSU, but it was at some points Alabama was going to have the lead, and shut down LSU, and then all of a sudden there's a big stop on the other side. And so just that back-and-forth SEC-LSU-Alabama game for me was kind of that best picture. Nice.
2: Yeah, I think there's there's a couple. And for these first few, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay pretty LSU-based because when the, when the Oscars come out, they reward the best movies, the best teams, sure. the best actors. So uh, I've already mentioned it probably way too many times in the handful of podcasts we have, but uh, when Burrow comes out on senior night and he has his name spelled – Uh, with the ea ux uh but i'm gonna change because i there's there that was just the coolest thing but best picture uh, i'm gonna go from any of the variety of of pictures that came post uh post national championship whether it was the the offensive lineman handing like dapping up each other or it wasn't offensive lineman defensive lineman dapping each other up probably Handing around those $100 bills that uh, <laughs> Odell Beckham was handing out. Uh, but Best Picture was, is a black and white picture of Joe Burrow, legs crossed, smoking his cigar. Like, I'm gonna say that was literally the best picture. That's a great take on it. That's
0: a good one. I yeah. thought, like, me choosing the, one of the best games would be real original until Andy already just said that. <laughs> but uh, on mine, I just put the movie, or I'm sorry, Rose Bowl, the movie. Starring Oregon in Wa- in Wisconsin yeah I
2: was that was I think probably one of the more interesting games in terms of just ebbs and flows, and the bad guy ended up winning at the end, which never happens.
0: <laughs> there was a couple like games where you know a team was up by like twelve, and then and I to me, that's not if it's a come from behind from way far back, that's not necessarily. Is good of a game. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it was good at the end. Yeah. It was just because well.
2: the ending was good doesn't yeah. mean the game was good. Exactly.
1: I had so one for an honorable mention. Oh, okay. Um, just, and it's obviously based kind of around our sing, sing Second idea here, but there's one game that's always by itself. It's that Army Navy game. And sometimes it's super close, other times it's not. But just the spectacle that is, that Philadelphia always puts on, just a great host. I mean, that may sound super cheesy because we're the Sing Second podcast. Yeah. But every other game's over. It's in between the conference championships and the regular season. It gets its own Yeah, Saturday. that is cool. And so it's just kind of its own
2: spectacle, if you will. Yeah, you guys might not be able to hear it over the airwaves, but there's a violin playing when, <laughs> when Andy was going through all of that. So it's kind of cool in here in the moment as well.
0: <laughs> um, uh, for the next category, we have actor in leading role. Whoever
2: wants to go first. Yeah, uh, mine's not going to be too interesting. Mine's It's got to be Joe Burrow and nobody else. Obviously, he's part of the best team, in my opinion. He's the best player, so uh, he's the actor in a leading role, in my opinion. Very nice. Hard to argue.
1: That's true. Uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna, I'm
2: gonna to assume you guys will argue it, though.
1: Uh, I'm going to go a little off kilter, uh, just because Chuba Hubbard uh, ran for an ungodly amount of yards at Oklahoma State. Uh, he's
2: Canadian. Just so you guys know, this would be comparable to a Fast Nine being in part in the yeah. Oscar conversation <laughs> next year. Just, just because it because he's fast in Fast Nine. No, because oh. he they have no chance of winning something called Best
1: Leading Actor. But here's the here's the reason why I think of Chuba Hubbard being the Best Leading Actor because Oklahoma State's known for throwing the ball. They're they're the guys who come out of Oklahoma State that make it to the league are receivers and quarterbacks. And here he is running the ball. So Oklahoma State's offense transformed from a pass first, spread it out, throw it around. Um, not quite Mike Leach, but now they're, they're running for 15, 1600 yards. So it's just a complete 180 of your normalcy. That's a
2: leading role right there. I like
1: it. Program like changer. It.
2: And I think they led, the, it's kind of like the little Giants' Rotten Tomato score. You, it was a leading role to a, for a team that had a 39% record on Rotten Tomatoes. But they're
1: always 9-4. and four, And there's a couple other teams right around my heart here that would be happy at 9-4 and four again. <coughs> Maybe Miami's wearing Miami I was going to say,
2: like, Car. he's wearing the Miami we're jacket. I know speaking physically or metaphorically. Yeah, like, it, it may be oh. yeah.
0: <laughs> Or We yeah, got what's underneath. Uh, just an undershirt. Uh, for mine, I put down Trey Lance from North Dakota State University. Ah! Freshman, you know, comes into a big program for their level and helped them win their eighth championship in nine years, so
1: a little outside that. At what point does that become the dynasty, not just a dynasty? It's pretty solid. Uh, Never would be the answer. This guy, no respect.
2: (laughs) How about actor in supporting role? I'm going to promise that I'm, I'm done with the, uh, the LSU after this, but I'm going to go Joe Brady, the passing coordinator, the offensive coordinator. He wasn't the offensive coordinator, but he was, and I think, if you were to talk to the people who matter in LSU. But Joe Brady, obviously orchestrated one of the greatest offenses that college football has seen. If not ever, that kind of seems hyperbole if we say ever, but definitely the greatest, one of the greatest offenses uh, in recent history, at least. So uh, I think he was also rewarded for uh, for his work to, to go on to the NFL. So uh, Joe Brady would be my actor in a supporting role, supporting my... Actor in the leading role, Joe Burrow, which then supports my best picture of LSU winning the national championship. The connectivity, synergy, right? synergy
1: flows. Synergy. The connectivity over here
2: is just phenomenal. Yep. Feel the
1: flow, happy. Feel the flow.
0: That's probably somebody's <laughs> favorite college football <laughs> yeah. movie out there. Uh, mine on there was Max Borgie. Is it Borgie?
2: Hey, who are we talking? He's yeah. a running
0: back from Washington <laughs> um, State.
2: Isn't that the little dog? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Corgi. My bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Different
0: regions of the country, <laughs> probably. And so anytime I have a running back in a spread offense, they're, you okay, know, supporting Not just a role.
1: spread offense, but a Mike Leach yeah. air raid. And
0: they, he caught 86 receptions for 597 yards, which is pretty crazy. And, you know, the average of the reception wasn't too much. So, you know, he's out there pass pro. He's out there doing a lot of things that he's not going to get credit for because a lot of times in those systems you're the sixth-o-lineman who picks up pass pro in the back, you know, but then he could go out and get some
1: receptions and stuff like that. So that was my pick for it. How about you, Andy? So I'm going to stay in the Pacific Northwest, and uh, I'm going to go with Mario Cristobal because clearly he's not the one out there making tackles or calling – uh, I mean, maybe calling plays, but he's not the one scoring all that stuff. But he brought a steady defense to the Pac-12, where uh, the Pac-12 is rivaling Big 12 for no defense at all, and they brought a pretty, pretty stingy defense even to take down Wisconsin that with Rose Bowl.
0: Yeah, they're pretty. I know I, earlier in earlier podcast, I said I was impressed. I thought he would be a terrible hire. <laughs> Uh, they are winning the way that I didn't think that they would be able to win so hopefully he can keep it up All right. so the next one we have on here is costume design
2: (laughs) I think we're going to lead with Butler since he's kind of the guru of everything uh, uniform slash team support I've got a
1: lot and I have students who mark down a different team every day I wear it and so they're up to like 18 or 19, just in this first month of school. Um, I've got plenty more in the old closet. But uh, for me, I I kind of have a three-way tie in there for different reasons. Uh, The first one, uh, I love North Carolina's jerseys. I love the dark blue with the baby blue, and then when they mix it to the white, I just think that I mean, that's just a cool color. You don't get just the Tar Heel blue, but you get some navy in there as well. Uh, The second one, I just love TCU's Purple and black, yeah. and yeah. there's a ton of other teams that are purple, but it just doesn't look as good as TCU's. And they have some of the camo, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. Then they have the red, and I'm not real no high I'm not on the either. red. But do I you mean, know why
0: they use the red? No, this what? is a this little is a
1: horned frog reference, or yeah,
0: because it's a thing of defense. Horned frogs can shoot blood out their eyes, <laughs> oh, and uh, so that red that they incorporate, and sometimes they'll have it on both sides of the top of their helmet. And that's to symbolize the blood being
1: scored out of their eyes. That's cool. Interesting. And I, I
2: really like that choice too. I, I didn't think about them, but that's that would definitely be one of mine as well.
1: And then my last one, uh, I love Oklahoma State. Now, again, kind of like TCU, there's other teams that are orange and black. But I feel like Oklahoma State has a unique way of getting their orange, their black, gray, uh, white, all to mix together and just something unique that's not the uh, Oregon State's or... The other orange and black teams are right? like Illinois, stuff like that. Flyers you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So those are my top three, uh, at least for this year.
2: Yeah, I, like I said, I really like the TCU one. Just quick little tangent here, and hopefully I, I don't make it. Uh, I don't know what Danny just did there. <laughs> That's their horn. Oh, oh, he just made the horn fly. Section. I thought he was doing something else. <laughs> uh, but uh, back in the day of NCAA football, I was the TCU Horned Frogs with one of my friends in, in our big dynasty and uh, I went in and I edited every single one of my players to be black because just a white guy in the TCU black uniforms just didn't look as cool as a black guy did so I had a team full of uh, 155 black guys and not a single white guy and just it didn't change their, their ratings at all but man it sure made the sure popped on the screen a lot more Uh, But (laughs) there's my tangent. Uh, My friends made fun of me for the longest time for it. I was like, hey, it looks cool. Uh, But no, mine was kind of in the same vein as the TCU. Uh, Black uniforms, no matter what it is, just always look kind of crisper to me, just sleek. Uh, So I I was thinking about the Arizona State. Black oh, uniforms, yeah. kind yeah, of cool whether combo. it's red or crimson, whatever you call them, but kind of the same thing that crimson just kind of goes with that black really well. And then you have the pitchfork either yeah, incorporated on the sweet. the uniform, or on the helmet. Like, I, I would go night game Arizona State That's black cool. uniform. That's nice.
1: even, I mean, even if they went with their crimson or their, their gold or yellow, like yeah. their uniform combos. Mixed with the black, however they do it, is pretty darn cool. Yeah. My choice
0: that I went with was Air Force. Uh, When they played Hawaii this year, they had the Air Power Legacy Series, which are based off of the C seventeen, and uh, the paint on the helmets was the same, like matte gray paint that they use on the aircraft. Mm, That's cool. Any anytime uh, Air Force for me has them. I like it when the helmet either looks like it's part of the plane or if it yeah. looks like a pilot's helmet, sometimes yeah. they throw that in there and I always With think that's cool.
2: The cool visor that goes through it too. Absolutely. No. So are either one of you guys like the traditionalists that say best uniforms every year no matter what is Michigan or Alabama or is that you or do you guys like the, the change-ups?
1: I kind of like Penn State, mm. but I think it's just the just the white helmet. Like, I just think the white helmet adds something to it because the blue and the white, normally, I'm just, you know, flipping through. But for some reason, if there's a, one team that I could do traditionally, it's
2: Penn State. Yeah, I and I like to say that now. and You kind of envision Saquon Barkley, white helmet, yeah. blue jersey, white top, night game, white out at, at Penn State.
1: But they always go dark cleats, don't they? They don't have white cleats. I think if you go white pants, you've got to be able to match the white cleats. Yeah. And for some reason, I've, I can never mm-hmm. picture Penn State wearing... Likely. Not to be a fence riding son again, but uh, I I think you kind of have to have both to
0: appreciate yeah. the other. You know what I mean? Like sometimes I don't know nostalgia or whatever
2: hits you, and it's like, yeah. oh
0: yeah, those those uniforms no. are always classy. But then you see something new, and yeah, it's like, oh man, that looks sharp.
2: The helmets, and I know Oregon is obviously big in this, but like when they have their their setups that are. Built for night games to either reflect the stadium mm-hmm. lights, or I know Oregon had that one time they had the fancy shoes uh that any anytime like light reflected it, or if you took a picture with a fl- <coughs> flash on it, it looked like they were oh yeah running on either on fire or on lights and stuff like that, so that kind of stuff is cool to me as well
1: there there's one uniform that has not happened, but I always thought would be cool, so back when Oregon was coming out with all their 950 combos <laughs> of green apple green and then forest green and then pink and black whatever it was back in you know the earlier 2000 teens. uh there's a mock-up of the huskers where the helmet was like a corncob yellow and so oh, yeah. they had the corncob i was like for as dumb as that would look in real life i think that would be so cool because we're just red and white or we're black and white but we have nothing that's really corn based, even though we're the corn huskers. And again, I know it would look terrible, but my 15, 17 year old self was like, that would have been sweet. Just, to, I would rock those every game on NCAA football.
2: Yeah, hard pass for me on that Seeing one. See, <laughs> that
0: side. <laughs> How about, uh, let's see, that was costume
2: design. How about directing? So Yeah, no. go for
1: it. Well if you want to. No, I was okay. just gonna say
2: are we taking this as like a the head coach? Is that how we're kinda looking at it? I yeah. say and, however you
1: and so like I kinda use Mario Cristobal in the supporting role. Um, but for director I, I'm gonna go Ryan Day at Ohio State just because in those three games or so when we got him uh, subbing in for Urban Meyer I guess two years ago now, technically since the season's over, uh, we saw how explosive his off- offense over the top was, whereas Urban wanted to go more side-to-side and downhill running. And so this year, that's what we got most of the time is Ohio State being able to throw vertical mm. and
2: Justin Fields being able to really take the top off defenses. Nice. I guess I could say Ed <clears throat> on here, but I think I've limited myself to the LSU ones. Uh, I will not be saying... Uh, the coach from Clemson, because I know in in spirit Danny is already uh, spouting off for him. So, uh, I don't know. Ryan Day was actually a really good one. As soon as you said said that, that was really the only name that I I thought fit. So, I'm going to kind of piggyback off you just because I'm not creative enough to think of anything better than that. So, I'll second Ryan Day. For mine,
0: I went with somebody who does a lot with not a lot. Well, this year anyway. So, this person last year... Uh, went 3-10, and 10. and then their recruiting class last year was 124th. The year before that was 106th. The year before that was 88th, and the year before that was 91st. And he went from 3-10 and 10 to 11-2. And, and Seems so, like his
2: recruiting is getting worse. <laughs> he needs a yeah, better
0: recruiting. <laughs> so I'm, and I'm going with Kendia Madololo from, from Navy. Now, me. to be fair... Spell
2: that for me, please. Let me <laughs> refer to the literature.
1: <laughs> Word of origin... <laughs> Um but he moved Malcolm Perry from quarterback to A-back and they went three and ten. Yeah. And they moved him back to quarterback this year and magically everything was fixed. Maybe Pretty it's crazy. You know, even
0: even if they were good last you know, even if last year they had eight wins still with those recruiting classes. And it's not a great conference, but they still are in a conference that they're usually from 9th to 12th recruiting in yeah.
1: their conference, yeah. and they find a way to get her done. Well, so I like and it. What's, what's interesting about the academies, and so I was listening to my Mountain West uh, podcast, and yes, there's a Mountain West podcast, but... Uh, Shoot, there's t- a
2: Sing Second podcast. There's a podcast <laughs> for everything. <laughs>
1: You just have to go digging. Um, but they're talking about how, like, Air Force, I know it's not quite the same, but their numbers are a little skewed because they'll take, instead of having only 25 guys, they'll mm-hmm. take 50 a year. Mm-hmm. And so just because of the Air Force, Navy, they, Army requirement. Yeah. Um, so but it, they
0: usually won't have more than, like, two or three three-stars well, for whole. Well, and that's the thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. everybody else is like, I want to play college football. Here I can do it at Division One. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And my college is paid for. You yes, know what I mean? Sure. Which I don't understand.
2: Also then tied on to serving their country. Right, right. <laughs> so I suppose it's not so, quite but the but i bet, bet like if
0: you started seeing them get well, a lot more four-stars in a eclipsing, I think yeah. other teams would be like, no, well, this is Well, fair. you know what well, I mean?
1: One of the leading receivers in the XFL right now is Keenan, yeah, Keenan Reynolds. Right? So, yeah. I mean... There's a path yeah not the, maybe not the chosen path, not the traditional
0: <laughs> path, I would say, defense and quarterbacks turn wide receiver <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, that was directing uh next one, how about music? so given we have some listeners that are music teachers and that kind of stuff, and so this at least will a kind of be listener ali so. How about for best music
2: again any answer i have probably has a story tied to it so my friends and i went to uh the big 10 championship the one time our our huskers made it and so we were kind of there the whole weekend and got to see the sights and all that stuff and the day of the game in one of the big convention centers down in, in indianapolis we walked in and we just happened to walk in at the same time where they were kind of having this like little battle of the bands. Mm-hmm. And so, Wisconsin, we were playing Wisconsin obviously and Wisconsin's band came and, and this was probably like a, a 50 yard football field in a sense on how much space they had and Wisconsin's band filled that entire area. And it wasn't probably the most technical, but they, they brought so much energy, and it was such a show. And the, the, the drummers were all over the place, and it was just loud, and it was fun, and it was exciting. And then I was like, wow, that was impressive. And then followed that up by the Nebraska Cornhuskers band, who every Saturday I go to the game, uh, what, do, what do they always say? Best in all the land, or the greatest show of. They got blown out of the water. Like It should have been a a sign of how the football game was going to go on, how bad (laughs) Wisconsin's band just outperformed them. Like like I said, they were moving around. They were just throwing their jumps all over the place, and Nebraska's band stayed in a chunk that was about 20 yards by 30 yards, and they were probably 40 yards away from anybody, and they just sat there and they played the same four songs that I've heard my entire life. And like I said, I, at this point I didn't know how the game was going to go, but I was like, man, I don't know how the game's going to turn out, but Wisconsin sure kicked our butt in the Battle of the Bands and kind of, like I said, had a correlation <laughs> to the football game as well. But, so just because I had that kind of personal experience with the Wisconsin band and I think that they're kind <laughs> of known for that as well, I'm going to go Wisconsin. Nice.
1: Or because I, I can go on a tangent here too.
0: Um, I just put down for me. I watched. I kind of looked up some stuff on like best college football band or call it not college football bands, but college marching bands. And then uh, I kind of and watched some YouTube videos on them. And I had it narrowed down between Southern and uh, they're called the Human Jukebox, which is pretty cool by the name. But uh, I have them runner up to Prairie View A and M Panthers Gosh, marching dang it. band. And uh I tell you let what, you go for <laughs> when you see their drum majors come out, like from the beginning, they're they do all sorts of crazy stuff, jumping over each other, all this all this other kind of stuff. And uh I mean, you can't go wrong with either band. They play loud, they all get into it, and uh it's I mean, it's just awesome to watch them. So as far as musicianship, you know, and keeping their horns at a good level and all that stuff to the press box I thought both did a Good job for that, but for a little bit more on the showmanship, I would have to give mine for this year to Prairie View a
1: I should not have let you go Sorry. first, because I was going to lead with the SWAC or the MEAC, which are a lot of the HBCs or the historically black college leagues, and people go to those games sometimes just for the band at halftime. What do you mean people? Attendance? People who oh. <laughs> go to the games?
2: No, I go for it. Go for it.
1: <laughs> I mean, I just I wasn't gonna like to, the halftime march. Yeah, yeah, that's like, pretty
0: cool.
2: And well, here's your random movie quote for the day because obviously from, this drum goes line. drum line. <laughs> Man, here at Atlanta A T, halftime is game time.
1: <laughs> and so, like, the celebration bowl is its own big deal, but there's usually kind of that battle the bands feel at halftime and. Um, so I'm, I'm a little upset that I let Brandon steal my thunder because I thought I was going to do something really cool. And then he led with, now I did some research and that's when I knew it was over. <laughs> I
2: knew it was gone. But yeah, like I said, I, as soon as you guys brought that up, I never even thought about that. But it did make me think immediately of Drumline, which... Could have been that, that, that been. movie <laughs> that I was yeah, like, I D- it had just a snippet of football. Oh. It's like, man, there's more people out here than there were for the football <laughs> game. It's like, man, at ain't and t halftime is...
1: I halftime. always feel like... Uh, when you see it, like at high school, all the parents come for the band and then they leave right after halftime. Like, I feel like it's probably not quite like that at at their games, but like, that's what I envision when you see so many people in the stands and then
2: less people going to the
0: bathroom at (laughs) halftime and going to get concessions and stuff.
2: Yeah. And like if, if I would have uh, done this podcast my senior year of high school, I could have dove into a tangent of drumline movie quotes. I just haven't seen it for a while. But that was probably on on bus rides to games and stuff like that. Uh, My friend Dakota and I, we probably watched that movie 12 times during our senior (laughs) year on bus trips and stuff like that. I used to love that movie. That's a pretty good movie. Yeah. All
0: right. Last one that we have on here. Flight of the Bumblebees.
1: Flight of the bumblebee. I like that song. Yeah. I, my favorite part of that part of uh, that movie is where you find out he can't read music. Yeah. <laughs> and
2: like, how did you make it this far? And yeah. You can't read music. Well, didn't you know? And he was like, he could just see the the which leader. Is, the bald dude did it one time, and this was a, a solo he'd been working on for years and years and years. And, years, and then Devin just,
1: which banged is it even out. more impressive yeah. because that that pattern recognition is amazing. Yeah.
0: pretty crazy. So how about most anticipated sequel? This isn't an
1: actual award from Oscars, but I I thought it was a good thing to put on Would that be a dole like, oh, it's supposed to be better than the first, or...?
2: Fast 9 would be my vote. (laughs) Uh, Go for it, Brandon. Er,
0: Nope, you said Brandon. (laughs) Uh, For me? For on here, I put... Mac Brown and the Tar Heels part nah, two. Just good. the things they had. I mean, I really think they're going to maybe dethrone Clemson?
1: Clemson. Now that's a hot take. I mean that
0: quarterback's coming back. He was a freshman sophomore. this year. Yeah, true sophomore. Yeah, man. He's he's good and the recruiting's going well for it. Mac Brown's re energized. I don't like Mac Brown because he used to coach at Texas and I don't like Texas. There are teams out there that I do like listeners you know I'm just kind of always bad-mouthing the ones I don't but uh <laughs> after seeing the beat down on Temple and just looking at what they did I think I'm pretty excited to
1: see how they do next year I'm gonna steal Kyle's theme here and kind of just think about LSU simply because is Alabama going to re- return to the top is, lose, or is losing nine starters and because of leaving early, your star quarterback who threw for 10 billion yards, how much that does affect. That'd be losing a tough, Joe Brady, tough
2: record to break.
1: You know, <laughs> threw for 10 miles. <laughs> threw from Tuscaloosa to Baton Rouge. But just to see, because we always think about Alabama and Clemson, the next guy up, is it really that way for LSU? Even though back in the day we kind of thought that, But they haven't been the SEC championship but once or twice in the last 10, 11 years. And so can they really.
2: Yeah, I think LSU always has the athletes all around the field, but what separated them this year is they finally had a quarterback that could.
1: And an offensive philosophy that was not. Yeah, kind of divvy up the
2: ball that, yeah, wasn't the Jordan Jefferson or whatever his name was, (laughs) his offense. But uh, no, I was trying to think of a, a decent one for this. And like, I. Like sequels are all I think about like the redemption story or kind of like Texas is back <laughs> <laughs> like if you think about Rocky and Rocky uh, Rocky 2 where I guess the the first one ended in a draw so they had the rematch uh, I was kind of thinking Ohio State like because to me, and obviously I made my opinions pretty clear <laughs> I, I thought they were the better team against Clemson. I thought they kind of got hosed on a few things so. The uh, the redemption story of Ohio State, where obviously they're going to lose a, a bunch of talent, but they also are one of those programs that just reload a mm-hmm. bunch of talent. Like, does Ryan Day learn from some of the mistakes on how he let that second half kind of get the best of him, or let his emotions get the best of him leading into half? Uh, can he uh, can he kind of find that redemption and, and maybe ended up on top this year, this coming year? Nice. That's a good one. Very nice. That's a
0: good one. So, uh, the old movie, there was the old movie a long time ago,
2: Casablanca.
0: And you know what they said in that movie?
2: Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. <laughs> I don't know.
1: I actually... I, <laughs> I think that was Gone
2: movie. with the Wind. Uh, <laughs> I
1: haven't seen that <laughs> yet. God, that would have been... Did that go the way you thought it was? Nope. <laughs> so
0: they were like, You must remember this. A kiss is still a kiss. A sigh is just a sigh. The fundamental things apply As time goes by. So, time going by through this off-season. That's the only words I know <laughs> That's got, so good. That Jeez. Man. And uh, so, during the off-season, how do we follow college football? Uh, we put a little thing on Facebook, uh, asking people on there. Facebook only gives you two options on their polls, which is kind of garbage. But uh, we put come on Come on, their, Zuckerberg. Yeah, man. Come on. You can do better, too. You can do better, too. Maybe worry less about getting our identity out. Swinging this election coming up. No joke. So anyway, I put on there just two choices. Yeah, you follow your team year-round or no football's over. And then underneath I put, you know, give us how you follow your team. Well, and following suit of our Twitter followers, nobody puts any comments (laughs) on there. But we did have 82% of our fans saying, yeah, they follow college football year-round And uh, 18%, no, football's over. We don't know what the uh, 82%, you know, that do. But anyway, so uh, some things I put on here, you know, like you can follow recruiting. We know that uh, Danny loves following recruiting in the signing days and keeping track of the stars and that kind of stuff, Mr. Astronomer. And then uh, we also... Um, have, like, different discussion boards. I always use HuskerMax.com as an example for ones in Nebraska. Uh, social media, podcast, sports radio. Uh, here in Nebraska, you know, Nebraska fans are pretty fortunate because you can get your college football fix, for the most part, kind of year-round. Um, me, and although this is an NFL thing, but me as an Eagle fan, I can listen to WIP radio on the computer and literally here, Philadelphia Eagle football talk 24-7 year round all the way through the summer. But uh, I got to thinking about, you know, like as, as I also follow Army football, all quiet, you know, they don't give a lot of information. There's not a lot of dedicated um, boards for it. They have a rivals page, but I don't think they're real. <laughs> Diligent. Like, yeah, ambitious and stuff like that. And those kind of things, or like as a as a Shattered state alum, you know, I I get the Shattered alumni letter, yep. and sometimes there's a blurb about football in there. So I was just kind of curious as to what people do to listen or to follow their teams, you know, and that kind of stuff. And <coughs> and we didn't get any uh, cooperation from. Thank you guys, the we appreciate, appreciate that. that. <laughs> but uh, how about how about you guys? What's your, the level that you follow, and then. Uh, if there is, what are some things you do to get your fix?
1: So for me, I big podcast listener. I feel like that's kind of why this started. But uh, so I'm I, I follow. Uh, I lived in Lincoln for a year and decided it wasn't for me to move back. But it's kind of that idea. I could listen to Husker Radio talk any day of the week. So then when we move back, well, it's probably a podcast. And so uh, I follow that radio station's podcast feed. And they do a great job of breaking it up so that way I listen to just what I want want to and things like that. But I also use the offseason to really dig into, I don't want to say Cinderella's stories, but like what team I'm going to kind of follow next year. And so that's kind of how Temple came about a few years ago. Um, There's podcasts over Division II, small school, quarterback stories, stuff like that, just so that way once football rolls around and we have that random Thursday game, you know, it's kind of fun to know a little bit about each team going into it.
2: Nice. Yeah, I'm, I do follow along, but I'm more passive when I, when I do it. It's just, I don't know, you, you see a random tweet about a, a program or a, a college football player, and, and a lot of times no news for your team is is good news in the mm-hmm. offseason because a lot of times, like, this is the time of year where you start hearing, like, all the college football players getting into trouble or things that they're doing leading into possible suspensions the next year and and stuff like that so like i said it's not like i go dark but i also don't search it out like it's about time for me it's nba all-star game just got over like it's time for me to start diving into some some nba basketball so that obviously takes up a lot of the the time that i kind of spend on looking at sports but like i'm always interested in just kind of how things are starting to shake out or like this time of year here in a month or so, you're going to start seeing the spring games Mm -hmm. and stuff pop up and you can, that's when people really seems like they start talking themselves into their guys that they haven't heard of before. Like this is, I'm assuming when Danny really starts thinking like, Oh, this is, this guy's a four star recruit. And now he's finally getting on the field and, and everybody is always going to look good against their own team. Like, everybody every spring game you come out of it, it's like oh wow so and so is going to be really good well obviously he was the best running back or the best quarterback that nebraska had so he's obviously going to hopefully to uh kind of beat up on the second and third string guys but no like once the spring games kind of get going that's when i really start diving in and that's actually when my my false hopes of of success are going to start being inflated when I'm like oh man maybe maybe Adrian Martinez has figured it out he was just hurt all last year and and now look at him spin the ball so
0: when I used to coach like we're getting to the part of the year where I really liked it because football uh, clinic and workshop stuff in Lincoln and you get to watch the practices and the drills and usually they probably still do it but uh, they would have like the scrimmage like their first yep. scrimmage you know and then you'd get the spring game so you could kind of get that inside look like yep. oh man this looks a lot better in the spring game than it did in the in the early scrimmages and that was kind of a nice husker fix for me that tied me over until the athlon preseason magazines would come out you know? <laughs> yeah
2: well and we went down to that coach's clinic uh this last year and and i think we we got there late so we actually missed the the scrimmage aspect of it but like it was kind of buzzing around once we got there because apparently it got pretty chippy during that one of those first scrimmages of offense and defense and scott frost said that it's like yeah you guys got to see a few fights and it's like obviously we don't want any of that but it, on another hand we do like that level of intensity mm-hmm. and uh, now if we can just get it focused on going in the right direction, but no, it, it is kind of fun to just kind of get that football fixed in the spring for sure. Cause the XFL is not doing it for me.
0: Yeah. Me neither. Something about football to me now has to be, it's gotta be in the fall. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then it's.
2: Yeah. It, it almost seems unnatural. Plus you're, you're watching people that you, you're not that familiar with yet. Right? right? No, it's.
0: Pretty crazy.
1: Yeah. Anything else for that part? I think this is the part where I think you hit it on the head with the clinics. It's you've had eight, nine, ten weeks away, and the clinics kind of get you remotivated. Well, what happens to be right around the clinics, the spring ball, yeah. and uh, that holds you over till summer. And he this just is when Andy
2: in. starts <clears throat> diagramming X's and O's on his board and saying, hey, we got, if, if this is the look they give us, we have the numbers, we have the numbers uh, advantage here. So this is, you're going to block this guy with this guy and this guy <laughs> is this guy and then boom, touchdown. Dr- guy draws up more touchdown plays than anybody I've, I've seen in my life.
1: Nice. That's I nice. do. Yeah, that's, that's my, my Achilles heel <laughs> there
0: is, oh, I saw this. <laughs> Let's try it. Heck yeah, man. Got to so that's kind of some ways that we follow it again if if any of you decide to share any responses anything like that let us know and you know sometimes too people may not know of a a good place to go find off-season stuff and you can as a community of podcast listeners you can share that stuff with each other and have a way to to do that stuff
2: so and here's the thing i've heard a lot of people volunteering their time to come on to to this podcast our podcast and yet when we ask you to do a little simple twitter poll or a little simple facebook poll we get no responses you want to know how you get on this podcast to to fill in for danny when he's he's going to start bailing more and more on us (laughs) you got to participate in those things because like right now, and I, I can only speak for myself, old JTA seems to be in the lead because he is a constant Twitter follow and always commenting yeah. on things. So if you want to know who you're trying to catch to, to fill in here, JTA right there. That's a good point.
0: Yeah. These are, you know, we're giving you opportunities for greatness. And what you decide to do with this greatness, you can, you can rise up to it or you can do what you've been doing.
1: Uh, blowing the Like waves. that
0: guy says on the golf channel if you keep doing what you, or whatever, <laughs> I forget what he says. So <laughs> That's a great I'll get back one. to you on next week. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if you keep if, doing what you've you doing, if is. you keep doing what you've always done. You're gonna get where you've always gotten. Yeah, whatever.
0: I'll get back to you on that. You either
2: live long you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. That's, yes. what, Joel Bede, that's yeah. what Joel and Joel Embiid said. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> yeah.
0: Harvey Dent.
2: Yep. So Gosh.
0: Keep listening to us. Same places that we mentioned before on the old Stitcher and Podcast.com and um, Apple Podcasts. Keep Replying back to us on Twitter and all that kind of stuff. And uh, next time when we're here, we'll probably be getting close to time of the combine and yep. some of that cool stuff. Uh, some things to share with that, I suppose.
2: And don't forget, Danny Whitney Question Day is coming up. <laughs> he
0: won't even know about it because he yes. wasn't here to defend himself. Absolutely. So the words of Merrill Reese, Philadelphia Eagle announcer: It's good. Extra point time. <laughs> that enthusiasm right there. Yeah. That's how he always says it. And then he doesn't always see so well, so then he's like, Oh, no, nope, I guess it was missed. <laughs> he really takes you for a wave of emotions. Eddie, what do you got?
1: You know, this Not was... was what's
0: good. Yeah, extra points, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: This, this was kind of fun. I was kind of nervous once we were out of, like, games to, like, actually analyze. But having an Oscars episode where we applied it to football has been pretty fun
2: that's what's good this episode good this episode yeah i don't know I don't know if it's because there's three of us not four but <laughs> i'd have to say it, it it feels a little different without without danny here i feel like i kind of feed off of danny's not negative energy but just weird energy sometimes so i was actually kind of nervous that i wouldn't have anything to go off of or we kind of feed off of each other in terms of ganging up on andy every once in a while and Kind of miss my partner in crime here, but no, I, I like I, said, I always thought that these were going to be maybe some of the more fun episodes. Uh, I still think there's some some meat on the bone on just some random topics that we can can dive into. Uh, we've already kind of dealt in, jumped into uh, favorite movies, but then maybe we could even dive into making our our favorite fictional football team of uh, who's our starting quarterback, uh, Steeman Willie Beeman or. Uh, anybody else who played quarterback in the movie. <laughs> but, no, I, I thought it was fun. Like I said, it, it's unfortunate that we are doing it on a Wednesday, so we all have to work tomorrow. But everything else, it's been pretty good.
0: Nice. There's more room at the table. But, Danny, there's an emptiness in our heart that goes along with that, you know. Um, my extra my, uh, point, Mark D'Antonio... I'm a little little disappointed, and I always kind of held him to the same level as a Tom Osborne, you know. And the more stuff that comes out, it just, I don't like it when somebody who you look up, and you know, nobody's perfect, but when somebody who, a coach I always kind of looked up to, and then all this stuff comes out, it's a little disappointing to me.
2: Yep, seems like he kind of let that thing get away from him. Uh, Obviously, without diving into too much of it, it's like, yeah, kind of, he always seemed like he held himself and his players to kind of a higher standard, mm-hmm. almost like a, a workman's type yeah. team. And then, yeah, just to find out all the stuff that was going on behind the scenes. Well, especially
1: well, when you had the Michigan fallouts and the Ohio State fallouts, he was always kind of the steady eddy of, I'm going to be here, mm-hmm. we're going to play our
2: game, and we'll be successful. And then... Yeah, but here and this doesn't really go with Antonio, but here's kind of the funny thing. Did you guys see Mel Tucker's tweets? Like from Colorado, he's like, (laughs) "I appreciate the the interest from Michigan State, but I am not going to be taking that job because I want to continue to build what we're building here." Uh, I think Danny sent us the email three days later. Well,
1: no, it was like hours later. It wasn't even
2: days. It was hours later. now the head coach
1: of the yes. state. it was like Monday morning he had his weekly radio duties and then Michigan State called back and said yeah. well a- that. that. must have added a few more zeros <laughs> or something <Yeah.
0: laughs> alright so thanks again for listening and we'll catch you all on the Flippy Flap Flippy Flap